Footy Lives Preview Palooza is brought to you by Simmons Homes. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians they're welcoming home each month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Hello and welcome to Sportsmates Footy Live Preview Palooza. I'm your host, Jimmy Zavo, and this 2022 preseason, we're going to take a look at each team in anticipation for the start of the season with super special fans from around the country. Make sure you hashtag Footy Live on your socials to get involved in the chats and download Sportsmates suite of apps to stay up to date with your favourite sports. Today, we're taking a look at the Collingwood Footy Club with none other than Swoop Loop. Welcome, Luke. Good to have you on board, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. Um, we talked last last year after the trade period. Yeah. Bit of fun. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, privileged to be back on your show. Mate, it's great to have you on. Last time you were in a Bunnings hat, I think. What hat have you got on today? Oh, oh it's the same one. It's the same one. Same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, Only for special of... occasions, is it? Yeah, yeah. Only for you guys, I think. So. Thanks, man. And also, <laughs> an awesome background you've got there. You've got the Collingwood colours there. You've got a little, what's that, the clock. Yeah, going, when did you put this together? Um, so the background I've had for the last maybe year or so, just when I do my um, YouTube videos, just mm. so it's not a, a blank background. And I got the 2010 Premiership flag. Uh, I was in the that's a clipping from the Herald Sun when I was. Oh, that's you, is it? Yeah, um, and a bit of other bits and bobs. Yeah, I love it, mate. And you had a big day at work, did you? Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, uh, no traffic on the ring road, which is very <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice, but you're never too tired to talk about the pies. Never. I want to start with something a bit depressing was last season. I mean, this time last year, though, we we were kind of looking at the pies and thought, hey, they're still a finals team, lost a few few good blokes, but still, they're, they're good enough to make it. Then, all of a sudden, you know, 16 losses, six wins, you lose your coach, you lose your president, do better report, all that jazz. Not yeah. a great season, but is there any positives to take out of last year or is it just, let's just move forward now? Um, look, the... The only real positives that you can take out is that with the amount of injuries that we had, um, the young kids did get a bit more of a run. So mm. Ollie Henry was blooded, you know, uh, Finn McRae. I think we I think we debuted uh, eight or nine players. I think it was equal most to Adelaide who were mm-hmm. near the bottom as well. So that's definitely one positive. Look, you can't really say much about um, – you can't take much – away from the like the game plan and stuff like that because yeah. we had Buckley, he left obviously, and then Robert Harvey, none of them stayed. So there's not really any positives in that aspect. But um yeah, I think blooding the youngsters was good. Jamie Elliott um coming back from that leg break and, and not yep. um not missing a step and th- there was definitely more negatives than there were, were positives. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, no for sure. But you did beat the D's, so that's all right. That you was beat good, the yeah. premiers. Yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah, not yeah. that's the too bad. On Buckley's last game as well. So it was yeah uh, it was fairy tale, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Blue Sky's ahead here. McRae looks really good, and it's excitement as well because he's brought in staff. You've got Justin Leppridge, Brendan Bolton, and then Nick Dacos, a lot of uh, anticipation to see what he can produce. Even Pat Lipinski. Now, I've been hearing at the Pies that everyone is excited with how good he's going and his endurance running. And he had a good start in the practice match as well. Are you, you know, excited about the, the the boys that have come in? Yeah, definitely. Look, I'm, I'm obviously everyone's excited about uh, Nick Dacos, but you can't um, – you can't – yeah. Turn, turn your head away, away from Lipinski and even Kruger. Uh, to a yeah, point. Kruger look good. One of the guys on um, on Twitter, JJ Smitty, he um, – because obviously this was a non-official practice match, so it wasn't any stats taken. He's mm. taking his time to go through the first couple of uh, 
quarters and, and put up some stats together. And yep. Kruger had six tackles as a as a full forward, um, yeah, which is insane. And I think Pat Lipinski started in 18 center bounces. So that's where his main um, area is going to be. And, and yep. yeah, like you said, endurance machine, running machine. Very excited. Gives us that um, that run that uh, we lost with Trelaw as well. Mm. Hey, what about Charlie Dean? There's a bit of excitement uh, about him as well from Williamstown. I think it was, and and, and I've got a good uh, Collingwood mate, Frank, who's excited. He's like, he's this is the next big thing. Is he is he getting uh, a bit too excited, or is he actually that good? No, I think he, I think he is that good. So I think he won the VFL Best and Fairest um, last mm-hmm. season. So and that was only playing eight games as well. Um, well, Collingwood's known for not really recruiting key position players. And when we went through the draft and didn't recruit any, we recruited more midfielders. Um, Charlie Dean's name was thrown around. Then we yeah. got him in the rookie draft, which was absolutely amazing. And now, you know, Jordan Ruffer going down isn't nice, um, but he's on the older end of the scale, 31, 32, I think. Mm-hmm. So Charlie Dean's his next successor with no Mark Keane either. Um, yeah, I think he is. He looked, he looked the goods against Hawthorne um, the other day at Morwell. Um, yeah, I think Frank's Frank's in every every right to be excited about him. <laughs> yeah, he gets pretty excited too. Hey, yeah, on, on Charlie Dean, obviously replacing Roughhead, so there's that injury. Then I think Quainall's going to miss a little bit with concussion, but nothing too serious, which is which is lucky. But um, Jordan Degoe missed as well. Do we know how long he's going to be out with the with the rib? Yeah, so I think um, they said he might play against the Giants, but they're not really they're not really thinking that he's like he's fifty fifty with that. Yeah, broken. yeah. But um, him and Jeremy Howe will play round one. We're actually looking really good um, from a health list wise oh, for the yeah. first time in, in so long. There's only mm-hmm. three injuries. So we took 46 players to Morwell um, and only three of them are injured, which is Roughhead, Howie and, and Degoy, which is mm-hmm. really, really nice for a Collingwood side for once. Yeah, perfect. How'd you see the intra-club? Um, you dominated uh, the Hawks. I mean, let's just look at the first three quarters, really, because that's, yeah. that's the real side, yeah. to be honest. Smacked them 111 to 45. Must have been really happy. I mean, um, Jack Ginevan as well. Oh, Ginevan. I, I really liked him, man. I love the look of him. He slotted what is three goals. My check kicked three. Kruger yeah. kicked, kicked two or something like that. But it was all right. It, it looked pretty good. It was good. Like, um, McRae's uh, philosophy now is just always forward, no turning around, no backwards yeah. or sideways kicks, which is, you know, with Buckley, we really overused the ball. Look, it, it did in 2018. Obviously, you can't you know shy away from that. It did get us to a premiership and within within our 16th cup. But um, mm. you know, the last couple of years, very uh, overly defensive, in my opinion, anyway, and um, yeah. overusing the ball. And then when you overuse the ball, the teams press, and that's how you get scored against and stuff like that. But McRae is just he's about um, getting to the contest, hitting the contest hard, and forward at all costs, which is mm. which is great, you know. If, Cox and Kruger aren't marking it. At least you're making a contest um, down the line. And you just saw that heaps um, in Morwell against the Hawks. That's how we scored. I think that that was our highest. They were saying that that was our highest score since 2019. Uh, and we did yeah, it in yeah, three yeah. quarters. So yeah, when, yeah. when Ali is kicking five and, you know, like you said, Univan's kicking three and stuff, uh, it's very nice. Yeah, no, it's exciting the way they're playing as well. I like that, you know, the attacking style that McRae brings. With Bucks, it was a little bit more. I mean, it, you know, you had opportunities to go inboard. You didn't take it. It was uncontested yeah. footy. It was a bit slow, protective, because you did have a good defence. You still oh, do. 100%. Yep. But, I mean, it's exciting to see the way you're playing um, these days, and hopefully that continues. I think they've been saying Brody Majek might be uh, – sorry, Brody Majek, um, uh Grundy is going to be more of a contested beast. Like, he's he's had – 
the most uncontested marks, I think, than than all um, Ruckman over the last three seasons. McRae wants him to play, use his body a little bit more, and you know, be in packs and 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 break backs, that sort of thing. Are, are you are you excited about that for Grundy? Do you think he's he's capable of of changing the way he plays? Yeah, definitely. Grundy has always been that player where he obviously he's a Ruckman, but he's just that um, that tall midfielder because he has mm. he has an absolute tank and he can he can go for days, you know. Um, and like in more more well as well, I tweeted about it where he, it looked like he also changed the way he um, rucks and taps the ball. Uh, it looks yeah. like he's going more open hand, more soft. Um, and it, it looked like it was helping, albeit you know, a practice game that that didn't really didn't really count. But for all intents and purposes, it looks like he he is he will be taking his game to um, the next level uh, yeah. and you know competing with Gorn and stuff like that for for an AA hopefully. Yeah, someone who's changing their game as well. Pendles off the halfback flank, and he might be changing with Nick Dacos. Do yep. you like that role for him? Yeah, I love it. I think there was a lot of Collingwood supporters calling for it um, last season, and Bucks just didn't really want to pull the trigger. Mm. Pendles is great in the midfield. We know that. Um, but if you can have your best kick on the team, you know, setting up plays as a as a quarterback, 100%, why not do it? He took uh, – I've got the stats in front of me. He took five kick-ins in those first three quarters, the most of, of any of the um, backmen. So mm. – you know, seeing a play coming out of the defense as well, you know, it's it's great. Yeah, he reckons it's. I think it's the fastest he's ever felt or something like that. I read an article the other yep. the other week. He's doing running training as well, which which yeah. is great. Did you did you see any of that? Yeah, so he's he's shed three kilos, and I think he he's improved his speed by three to five kilometers. I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. He's just going to get quicker, and when you got Isaac um, and uh, Pendles and Dacos running off that half-back line at, at those sort of speeds, you yeah. know, for a 34-year-old as well or however yeah. old he is, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, definitely. Were you surprised he got made captain again? There's a little bit of talk about Taylor Adams and, you know, is there a point that he's captain? Mate, he's going to be a leader anyway, so some people are thinking, well, does he need the title? Maybe we, we change it up. What were your thoughts on the captaincy? We'll be back after a quick break. <laughs> I did think that he would um, he would relinquish the title um, just because a whole new system, Craig, uh, you know, new president, new pretty yeah. much new club, uh, yeah. see it like that. Um, but but then it's that stability as well. With everything new, at least you have that stability of um, the captain that's been there for you know over a decade and a half, nearly. Mm. Hey, what about uh, Jordan Dugowie? Do you think? I mean, I was listening to a few previews, and I Robbo had some strong thoughts on this and said he's basically wasted his career up until this point. This is obviously his last chance. Do you think he's lost a bit of trust in the playing group? And do you, you know, do you think he's wasted his opportunity? Can you see him bouncing back? What are your thoughts on the going? Look, from the, from the outside looking in, I, it, it's really, it's really hard to say. I, I don't think he's lost the trust of the playing group because, you know, when he came back, I think it was Michael Wilson that was there taking those photos and they just were embracing him and, Craig mm. McRae said he was on the phone to him all the time and all the boys were saying that. But um, look, 
wasting his career away, I think it's, I would only say it in the sense that he could have been what Petrarca was to Melbourne last season. He could have taken his game yeah. to a whole new level. And, you know, not because of the, you know, the incidents are, are another thing, but just the inconsistencies um, that, you know, it looked like he was getting back to it um, last season. And then during the off season, he was doing a lot of work. And then obviously that's um, that incident happened. Um, but yeah, it, it is his last chance. Well, he's got no contract. So Mm. Either, do you see him if you had to put your money on it would you would you see him turning it around do you reckon he's he's gonna do it i think he'll turn it around but then i think i honestly somewhere in my gut is telling me that uh he won't be at collingwood next season though oh, yeah i think he will t- i think he will turn it around um because he just he's just a he's a fantastic player when he's yeah. on you know 30 30 touches and, and two goals or something at, at his best um yeah he he can he can do it he mm-hmm. just does he want to do it yeah, that's right. As someone who always does it when he's on his Jamie Elliott, he kicked. I think he kicked five goals, but he's just he's, he's amazing. He can he can kick the goals. But other than him, where are the goals going to come from? Because that's the biggest issue I think at, at Collingwood is his a forward line and where the goals come from. Yeah, and you know with the recruitment of, of Kruger as that full forward type, that does help. Uh, Ginevan kicked three, like you said. My check is just a workhorse. I think most of the goals uh, and their game plan is going to be built around Mason Cox again. Um, McRae mm. loves him. He's got the goals now. Now he has uh, 2020 vision, thankfully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and look, I think that um, even if Cox isn't kicking goals, we've got the crummers now, um, like I said, in, in Ginevan, um, Elliot as well, that can snag those snag those goals. Um, mm. and, and that's and, and that's that's all it is, you know. We, we struggled with Buckley, with Buckley's game plan, putting it on top of Cox's head yeah. uh, and then not really coming to ground. If you can get it direct to him, he's got to outmark his opponent eight times out of 10. We've seen it at his best. Um, and now, you know, with better vision, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah, that's right. He'll cop it a little bit from, from uh, opposition. That's for sure. But still, I mean, I hope so. And it, when, if they deliver the ball in quicker, I mean, it's going to suit the forward. So yeah. hopefully, I mean, one of them are going to step up. It'll, it'll suit every tall forward, but also when you've got Elliot running around there, if the goey rolls forward, I mean, the goal should come. And also, like you, you mentioned, the luck with injuries, I think, is a big thing because you look at guys like Taylor Adams, he's missed 19 games over the last three years. Darcy Moore's played about 50% of games over the last four years. And, and Jeremy Howe, 12 games in, in two seasons. So if you get everyone on the park fit, it's a it's a decent chance. I mean, where we, where do you expect if everyone stays healthy? What's a pass mark? Look, like you said at, at the start last season, at the start of last season, I thought we'd still be a finals team because you know we could cover for like the Trelaw and, and Phillips and, and the guys that we lost. Edmonton, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, this season, I think realistically we finish tenth to thirteenth, mm-hmm. uh, but my heart is saying we are we are still a from what we've seen at training and, you know, just the list that we have, we are a very good side and we're, and we're going to prove a lot of critics wrong who, you know, have us, I think the Herald Sun have got us going zero and six in the first, you know, six games, which is just yeah. ridiculous, you know? So, um, but yeah, give me a prediction. Then we'll go through the first six actually. And we'll, I'll ask you on your thoughts of that. Yeah. So what do, what do you reckon? Where, so t- what did you say? 10th to 10th to 13th, 13th but my yeah. heart wants to say a sneaky top eight chance. <laughs> <laughs> of course you want to, you course, want to make it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. All right, there's these top six. Okay, so the first one, you've got St. Kilda at Marvel. Yep. You've got Adelaide at MCG, Geelong MCG, West Coast at Marvel, Brisbane at the Gabba, Essendon at the MCG. How many do you think you could win out of the first six? Um, 
I think so. Saints, Adelaide, probably around our um, our ladder position. West Coast have been decimated by injuries, mm. um, but and they're playing at Marvel as well. Yeah, so that's that's pretty good. Um, the only runs that are going to give us trouble, I reckon, are Brisbane and, and Essendon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geelong's always a 50 50. I reckon, I reckon three and three, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy with three and three would be a perfect start, to be yeah. honest, for the pies. I reckon. No, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I mean, not really because I've got my mate Frank who's just going to go <laughs> off tap if, if you do get the three out of six. But uh, is there anyone who stands out in the lineup that you, I'm obviously Nick Dacos is the one. Other than, other than Dacos, is there someone you're thinking they're just really going to shine this year? Like this is their year. I think, uh, Isaac Quainel. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, look, he got that concussion, which, which sucked uh, a little bit. But um, mm. he'll be back round one. Uh, but the the run he has from from half back, and he is he he will get better with his um, with his ball use. And and but he's already really good. The yeah, just the run he provides, the link up work he provides. Then with the help of Pendlebury being there as well, he's a good one on one defender. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously Darcy Moore as well. I'm really excited for. He was probably in yeah. contention for another All Australian. Uh, jacket if he didn't do his knee last season and that wasn't even you know that was just a, an injury that that just happened it wasn't his hamstring or it wasn't anything soft tissue just a you know one of those ridiculous injuries but um mm. yeah uh isaac and, and darcy i reckon yeah nice one but about dacos quickly i mean he's got to have so much pressure on him doesn't but at the moment i mean the season hasn't started doesn't seem to be affecting him that much at all at the, at the moment but how would he like? How would he deal with that pressure? And you know the Collingwood fans as well. They must. What are you expecting from him? Because if he has a couple of poor games, do you reckon the fans will come for him, or they're like, "Oh no, that's all right. It'll, it'll happen." I think. Look, when I was, um, you know, when I was posting a lot about it uh, in the lead up and saying, you know, he's going to go top five or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The comments are really split. Like, yes, you know, he should be number one, and people are just, and other fans are like, um, don't put this much pressure on him. You mm. know, number one, you see what happens to other picks and stuff, and I get it, but. He would know his his limitations and and yeah. you know how good he is. Patrick Lipinski came out the other day and said he's the best kick at the club already, and the things that he can do with the ball is ridiculous. Day, so, Daycos is, yeah, 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 nice. yeah. So it's just like, you know, how do you how do you read into it? I think he's he's allowed to have a couple of of bad games. Same with mm. um, uh, the guy that's um, Jason Horn Francis, yeah, from yeah. The kangaroos, you know, from the north, yeah, yeah, uh, number one pick as well. So he's going to have the same sort of pressure on him in a. A side that only finished a couple of games below us, obviously last on the table. Yeah. Um, you know the same thing, and and uh, Josh Rochelle at um, Adelaide. So Adelaide, yeah. it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. I do obviously as a Collingwood supporter, I have Nick Dacos going uh, for the Rising Star, but um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I think he'll be I think he'll be sweet. He'll start round one, and they'll give him a, they'll drop into the twos just to you know get the other midfielders up as well. Um, he I don't see him playing every single game, but okay, yeah. Happy to be proven wrong, that's for sure. Yeah, no, you'd like to like to be to see him play every game that he possibly can. Yeah, hey, let's do some uh, some predictions and and uh, ten quick questions actually. So the first one of the ten quick questions is who wins the pies best and fairest? Now oh. Jack Crisp won it last year, and he might be playing more midfield minutes. So what do you reckon? I think um, I reckon this year is going to be Braden Maynard. Oh, Maynard. He um, came second, didn't he? I yeah, think. he came pretty yeah. close. Uh, and mm. then I think he finished fifth a couple of years ago as well. Yeah. Uh, he's he wants, to, he wants to jump into the midfield as well. I don't think he will a lot. Mm. I'd love to see him in there. But so I think, um, yeah, he's a bit of a, a dark horse for, for um, All-Australian. He he was really close a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, but I reckon he's my he's my uh, dark horse pick for um, the Copeland this year. Yeah, I like that. Uh, who went to the goal kicking? Uh, it'll be Elliot. Five Elliot. goals in three quarters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
he's just it's just ridiculous what he can do. He plays so tall for for someone of his height. Yeah, as well. he does. Um, Great mark. He leads and, and yeah. takes it. He's a match winner too, man. Like he's just he's unflappable. You know, yeah. he's a clutch player. Well, six games against Adelaide when he came back from breaking his leg is ridiculous. You know, yeah. sorry, six goals against Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you had to replace Craig McRae with one current AFL coach, who would you pick? Um, oh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't go past Goodwin as a premiership winning coach. Yeah, Goodwin. You're the first one who said that, actually. That's oh, really? Yeah. yeah, well, look what he's done to Melbourne from 17th to a premiership in two years. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, good Hopefully, hopefully uh, McRae can do that for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I like, man, I, I really like McRae. And he's, he, yeah. you know, in the media, he's very calm and calculated, that sort of thing. But he demands a lot from his players. And he's had, you know, even Richmond at Hawthorne when he was there, he's had, uh, you know, great raps on him. And he, as a player, he had a lot of success. I really like what he's done. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can produce. And he's given a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, you know, um, courage to the the younger players which is what i'm looking to see and they're, they're going to step up this year i feel these younger oh. players and he he's and you know it's different because he's not a um collingwood champion that you've always had in the past yeah. so it's something new and fresh and it's, it's excitement at the past 100 percent. and and like, like you said you know being at brisbane and, and then hawthorne he has a premiership pedigree and then yeah. Rich, obviously you know so does lepich Bolton, if you take away, you know, his couple of years at at um, Carlton, but they all they know how to win a premiership. These mm. um, these three guys, and yeah, McRae just he just looks the part. You know what I mean? Like like you said, so well spoken. I went to watch him at training uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and you can hear him from yeah. the boundary. You can you can hear him. Um, but yeah, like what yeah, what I like about him is you know his premiership uh, pedigree, and like you said, he's not a champion at Collingwood. So mm. he's he won two premierships against us when he was playing for um, the, Lions, the Lions, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to have that coaching panel actually sit down and go through all the candidates that they wanted. They didn't just pinpoint out, you know, they didn't want, uh, you know, wasn't a Lee Matthews, wasn't Tony Shaw, yeah. Bob and Buckley. It was let's look at 120 people and see what see who is the best fit for this club. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's just pretend something unforeseen happened at the MCG in Marvel. You couldn't play your home games in Victoria. What ground, ground Australia, would you pick for the home ground of Ooh. Collingwood? For the home ground of, of Collingwood? What am I? Uh, I really like um, uh, Optus Stadium. I reckon yeah. yeah. Have you I've been to Optus Stadium? No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't been either, um, but it looks I great, doesn't it? I haven't. But, um, but yeah, no, it looks really nice. And, and the, that live show that they put up is a little bit... Sometimes a little bit too much, but um, <laughs> and, <laughs> but no, and you prove you can go over there and win as well. One hundred percent. So home away from home. <laughs> exactly. All right, you have to, you have to trade Jack Crisp and Nick Dacos for one other player in the competition. Who do you pick? Oh god damn, god damn, this is a hard one. Ah, uh, putting me on the spot. Who do I who do I pick? Who would you pick? Yeah, a few choices. People have gone Petrarca, they've gone Dusty, they've gone Oliver. Yeah. Gone Walsh for Look, the future. You couldn't, um, yeah, you, the big three, I reckon, Bont and Pally would be one. that. Yeah, Bont, yeah. In the midfield, Petrarca, and uh, just Walsh to just take him away from Carlton, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, so which one out of those three would you go? Um, oh, God. Uh, Bonson Pally. I'd go Bonson Pally. Yeah, good choice. Uh, which AFL team do you hate the most? Uh, Carlton. <coughs> Carlton. <laughs> Jeez, you didn't, <laughs> didn't even think about didn't that. Didn't even think about that one. Uh, Jamie Elliott and Brody Mychek are not playing. Who do you choose to kick a goal after the siren to win the game? Mason Cox. 
Mason Cox. Yeah. He's actually not he's too actually, bad, is he? Yeah, he's actually pretty dead eye when he um when he's on his game. Yeah, hundred percent. He has a weird kicking technique. He yeah, gets, he does, but he gets it done, doesn't he? He does get it done, yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's your go to food at the footy? Uh hot dog and chips with tomato sauce. Brilliant. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> if you could look exactly like one player in the Collingwood team, who would it be? Elliot. Well, that was quick. Or uh, Patrick Lipinski. Two good-looking roosters. Really? Lipinski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But probably go. Jamie Elliott because of his tattoos, I reckon. Yeah, he's a good-looking rooster. Uh, if you had to pick a song to replace... You know how Port Adelaide have Never Tear Us Apart at the start yep. of the game? If Collingwood did a song, what would you choose it to be? Uh, I don't really... Because really, you got to... I guess you got to think about um, what everyone would know. If, if it wasn't singing, I wouldn't mind hearing Seven Nation Army blurring out of the speakers yes. while we're walking out. That'd That's be, a great choice. Yeah. There's a song called um, Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria that yeah. has a really nice um, guitar riff and, and uh, bass that comes out as well. If it wasn't singing, it'd be one of those two songs. Yeah, I like that. Uh, good choice, man. Hey, tell everyone where they can go and uh, see all your content. Yeah, so you can um, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all Swoop Luke. So uh, pretty easy. I'm doing match reviews, um, previews, a bunch of other stuff on YouTube. Got a couple of big things in the works, which is nice. Uh, Instagram is just daily Collingwood content and Twitter is more um, a personal side of me. So yeah, if you want all the three different options, uh, all Swoop Luke. Bang, go check him out. I appreciate your time, man. And we'll be speaking throughout the year as well. It's good to have you on board. Every time a Collingwood issue comes up, you're the man we're going to go to, mate. So uh, thanks for for doing it. Nah, cheers, sports. Have a good one, guys.